When is the right time to release your new product or service? Stay tuned and find out. Okay, here's the question. How are we dark horses? You know, the ones everyone is betting against, the ones they don't expect to win, place, or even show on the track, and they'll even laugh on us when we talk about trying. How do we show the world our greatness and triumph? Well, that's the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. This is The Dark Horse Entrepreneur. My name is Tracy Brinkman. What is up? What is up? What is up, my Dark Horse friends and family? Welcome back to your weekly dose of quality conscious learning. I'm your Dark Horse host, Tracy Brinkman. And you? Well, that, my friend, is infinitely more important. You or a driven entrepreneur, or a business owner, or perhaps you're one in the making. Either way, you're here because you're ready to start, restart, kickstart, just start leveling up with some great marketing, personal, or business tips and results in order to build that beautiful business of yours into the empire it absolutely deserves to be. And that is why I am here bringing you these amazing guests I'm lucky enough to bring on to help deliver the value that is on this podcast. Uh, And hopefully you benefit from these guests and maybe a few of the thoughts I interject as well. And if you are, if you are getting that value, and that means you don't want to miss a single episode. And to be able to not miss a single episode, what you're going to need to do is go on down there, hit that subscribe button. You'll find it way down there at the bottom. And then while you're there, hey, go ahead and leave us a five-star rating. Yeah, leave us some kind words in the reviews. Ask questions. I read every single one of these ratings, well, every single one of the reviews anyway. And here's the thing. It is those subscribes, ratings, and reviews that are your way of telling all those podcast platforms out there that you are getting the value so that they can lift us up a little bit in the rankings so that we can reach more driven entrepreneurs just like yourself. So please take a moment show the love, and help spread the word. All right, so today we have another big episode. Man, we got another big guest here. Today, Todd Gross is going to be sharing his unique path of going from scientists into the internet marketing space. He's going to be dropping tips like being ahead of your time, the benefits of staying in your lane, why you should promote cautiously, that, and so much more. Plus, I want to let you in on a little secret about next week's interview guest, who is a former business executive and consultant who's doing so much for us in the state assembly, so much so that he's gotten a phone call. I was there when he got the phone call from the legal team of President John J. Trump, and they want to help him out. Ha <laughs> ha! So as per usual, the Dark Horse Corrals are chock full of personal business and marketing. G-O-L-D spilling from every corner of the Dark Horse Entrepreneur HQ. Let's get to the starting gates and go. Alrighty, my Dark Horse friends and family. Today's guest is none other than the man himself, Todd Gross. Now, Todd's first career was in television as a meteorologist. It started back in the 80s, and he rose in that career for over 30 years. And if we flash forward to 2006, when he shifts into the internet 
and video marketing space, Todd helped establish the Video Squeeze page. Yeah. And he continued to further online marketing, or excuse me, to further online video marketing, making the technology by partnering and promoting with cutting edge releases since that time. Now, if you've been act, uh, active in online marketing, especially video marketing, in the past couple of decades, odds are you've used or have seen one or more of the products that Todd has either partnered with, produced, or promoted. All right. Todd, what a journey you have been on. I just wanted to make sure to say, welcome to the Dark Horse Entrepreneur. Oh, thanks. This is my pleasure. I appreciate it. And uh, um, now I know I have been following you for some time, and obviously we alluded to a bit of that in the intro, but uh, I want to step back from the mic for a moment and let you tell your story, the good, the bad, the ugly, the ups, the downs, rights, lefts, uh, as little as much as you'd like to share. Uh, and then we'll just, you know, we'll just see where it takes us. Yeah. Okay. No problem. So yeah, I do have an unusual backstory in that um, I came out of uh, this all from television. I started as a scientist, which is funny. I did a full circle. I started as a meteorologist and uh, I wanted to bring my weather forecasting onto television and I wanted to do it right as a real meteorologist back at a time where it was split half and half. There were real meteorologists and there were weather people, mm -hmm. often weather girls. Um, and I wanted to take that scientific route and convince everybody that I was going to give them the better story, you know, and, Sure enough, I did end up uh, getting in just barely early enough to become, uh, you know, a very well-watched television meteorologist in several markets, mostly Boston, um, where I eventually became a chief meteorologist at Channel 7 at the time in Boston, which was the NBC at the time. And uh, then around 2005, I started to branch out of television and I needed something to do. So... What happened was I did go to Springfield Mass TV, and I did end up going to uh, Salt Lake City Television. I did uh, end up doing CNBC Television, but part-time for the most part. What I was doing full-time when I transitioned out of TV was I said, I'm going to try to bring weather onto the internet. I had this like harebrained scheme that I was going to be able to become popular on the internet. I was ahead of my time, to be quite frank. Mm -hmm. um, I could have done it if it was five or 10 years later and the whole social media thing had uh, exploded. But instead, even though I was getting good traffic, I wasn't making a whole lot of money. But here's the funny part. When I tried to do that, I got bombarded by internet marketers who were saying you can make money with AdSense, you can make money with this, you can make money with that. And here's the catch. I saw that they weren't using any video. I said, wait a minute, hold on. Video is becoming a possibility now. This was around 2006. I said, why aren't they using video? So I started helping other marketers out who then teamed with me. We started putting video products together. One particular marketer, Derek Van Dyke, I became very close with, and we launched something called Squeeze Videos, which was actually one of the first attempts at video squeeze pages. And uh, from there, over the course of time, although I've deviated here and there, for the most part, I've been involved with cutting edge releases when it deals with mostly video or something graphical. Um, often also local marketing because I saw that need 
around 2008 or so when uh, you know every business under the moon started needing a web page. But more or less, over time, I've been fairly steady in not only coming out with products by teaming with other you know developers and marketers that are you know cutting edge new video products, but in addition to finding those that were promote worthy and really getting out there and promoting those same products. Now, I have deviated here and there quite a bit, but that's been the central focus of what I've done over the years. And of course, the big news to all this is that I ended up, you know, practically ditching the scientist and becoming the, uh, the on-air guy. You know, I was, I, I've been the spokesperson for these various products very often, and especially when they're my own. And therefore, I, you know, reach out with these videos, this video interrelationship that I've had with people over the, over the many years that I've done this since 2006. So that's basically it in a nutshell. I haven't deviated too much. I'm a top affiliate. I'm one of JB Zoo's number one affiliates um, because I've, you know, been very selective in what I've uh, ended up promoting. But I have to say, I have a team behind me. You know, it's kind of a ragtag team. Uh, it reminds me of the, um, you know, in, in Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, the Island of Misfit Toys, but they come together and they're really in charge. It's kind of like that. And uh, we do really well as a team. Um, and I'm very proud of them. They're the ones that kind of prop me up. Nice. Well, and it's always good to give the shout outs to those folks that are, you know, uh, the the magicians behind the curtain. If we want to go back to our uh, um, uh Oh, gosh, what was the name of that show? Dorothy and... Uh, yeah, 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 Wizard of Oz. <laughs> Wizard of Oz. Yeah, Why well, just drew a blank right there? Wow, that was a brain moment. Anyway, that's a super cool story. That I know I've known it. Uh, following you seems like forever now. Uh, I'm dating myself as, as well as you. But I know I've seen a number of the products. And here's the cool thing about, uh, I, I think, you being so selective is the fact that when I see your name associated with uh, either a product that you're, you know, you are a part of the production team or you're just promoting it, I stop and pay attention because I, I've seen everyone, well, not everyone, all the ones you've picked um, have been quality products. And it's obviously from you paying attention to, you know, the quality of what it is you, you take the time to put your name to. Yeah, well, my partner, Luann, uh, business partner, uh, she basically will not let anything go that we that we develop. She won't let anything out there that isn't really high quality because she doesn't want to hear it from uh, the public. She's very, very big on customer support. So if she has any inkling that she's going to be put to too much work because of the uh, product not being up to par, she gets really... Um, very, very uh, persnickety about that. And our other folks, too, my other business partner, Dinesh, is like that, too. Um, you know, he's so basic. And Shannon is like that, our other business partner. So basically, the whole team does not like to deal with uh, customer support when they don't have to because they want the support that they give to be to something that, you know, they really can support because right. the product is good. Hundred percent. Yeah, you definitely want to go for the quality. And I think over the long haul, you you uh, you end up making more 
and not not just in the money, but in in, in the in the authority space. It's like every time I see Todd Gross, I know there's going to be a good product behind it. You know, whether it's a seven dollar product or a seven hundred dollar product, uh, I, I feel the same way about it. So that's obviously has paid off. Well, it is a little difficult. I mean, one of the uh, things you know, you may remember Mike Vilsain put out that manual butterfly marketing around 2006. I and yes, one, I remember. Remember that? <laughs> yeah. One of the lessons in there that I did learn is you, you you can do that but you have to be careful not to let it hang you up forever because then you just won't come out with the product at all ever. So you have to, you know, weigh that uh, the, the the pros and cons of that. You can't wait forever to get something out in the market to get every little bug out. You have to at one point or another, make that decision to just get it out there and work on it from that point on. That's a tough one because I, I hate doing that. But you know, if if no one's going to be using it because you're just waiting and waiting and waiting, then mm-hmm. you're defeating the purpose. Yeah, that's that fine line that I think uh, entrepreneurs have to walk. Is like, is it ready enough? Versus, oh no, we can't put it out yet because it's not perfect. Yeah, and that's a universal problem too. I mean, you know, if you think of Microsoft and Apple and, and their stuff, they do the same thing. They yeah. sometimes release stuff before it's one hundred percent ready. One hundred percent. Now, I know one of the things that uh, you, you you have. Uh, I'm not sure if you were part of the promotion team or the uh, developer, and it was. I think it was called Humitars. And correct me if I'm wrong, and if I'm saying. Yeah, that that's. Yeah, that's. Um, HSS, Human Synthesis Studio, one of the developers on that. Basically, our job on that one was to uh, work with the person who developed it and then make sure that the characters themselves were up to par and doing things they're supposed to. What's interesting about that, Human Synthesis Studio, which produces the Humitars, is that it actually takes real human actors. I mean, they're real. And they actually stepped in front of a microphone Um and you can actually make them say what you want them to say by typing that in on the keyboard. Now, that sounds almost impossible, but what happens is uh, AI has become so sophisticated that it's able to um, look over a hundred, literally 100,000 YouTube videos and understand mouth movements. So these actors, including myself, I was one of them, uh, would s- sit in front of the camera, stand in front of the camera with gestures for a long time and then their mouth movements would be recreated you're now listening to the dark horse entrepreneur podcast depending on what you type into the keyboard so you can make them actually say things just by typing now Mm. the interesting part about that is they are then matched with other actors who did the voice work um and these are also real human actors and synthesized voices so you can use either your own voice you can import a voice. You can do text to speech on, uh, you know, synthesized voices like Google and uh, Amazon voices, or you can use the real human actor voices, which are also uh, repackaged. Now, I sat in front of the microphone for I think I'm trying to think how long it was. I think it was ten. It was ten thousand something. Ten thousand words i think it was no it was more than that it was like ten thousand minutes it was just an incredible amount of time uh and my voice my final voice still is not done i mean that was a few months ago i'm still waiting for the results i did a shorter version um that 
did come out and I, I'd like to see it get even better. So I'm waiting for the final version and we'll see how good that is. But it takes a long time, especially the voice part, to get that uh, so that you can make it into text-to-speech from the actor to the text-to-speech. Yeah, you know, given given our age bracket, it is crazy to think how far uh, technology has come and in, in, heck, just in the past decade to be able to take from cartoon characters in you remember the uh what was it the paper clip that used to dance around in the corner of your yeah uh, yeah, your yeah, yeah screen yeah. and That's now we have yeah. human um human digitized characters with humanized voices just well, reacting to your text that's that's insane well, I'll tell you the trick on that and the thing that's so scary about it in terms of utilizing it is you have to be careful because the closer you get to human from animated characters, the less people are going to respond to it in a positive way until it reaches the point of really looking human. As it gets more and more human-like, there's, uh, there's an actual name for this. It's like black hole effect or something because... Uh, when they actually tested people, there was this amazing dip in their responsiveness as the characters became more and more human-like until they really were human. And wow. then it just shot right back up. But uh, you have to be really careful. It just strikes everyone as creepy when you get towards human, but you're not quite there. It's either animated or human, but there's really no in-between. So that's something that we have to fight with because even our real humans look a little stiff uh as they're recording um like mine is a little bit on the stiff side and i have we constantly are improving the natural motions the natural flow of the human beings in human synthesis studios so that they appear to be true humans which they are but even they can look a little stiff you know yeah. so we got to be careful about that that's that's so cool, though. So with all this cool stuff, and I know you have your finger or you're at least on the inside looking out from the developing standpoint. Is there something cool behind the scenes that like, wow, as soon as, as soon as we're able to, to do this, people are going to go. Their eyes are just going to pop out of their skulls. Yeah, I'm, I, <laughs> I keep trying to predict things. I keep predicting interactivity and it keeps taking different uh, different manifestations so i'm waiting for the ultimate interaction between humans and the uh you know on the screen and the people at home and i think that's when everything is going to everyone's eyes are going to pop out when there's really some sort of better interaction mm -hmm. between the, the the video person and the uh, person that uh, is watching so i think that's the main word that i always i'm waiting for to see the latest is interaction yeah. rather than just one-sided, you know, not just hitting you one way, but actually being able to interact even better with, uh, you know, what's on the screen. Yeah, no, no doubt at all. So I, I want to be mindful of your time. And I know you're a, a busy guy with 137,000 things to do, but I want from, from your perspective, and you've gone from the, I have nothing to do with entrepreneurship to obviously leveling up to places that uh, I, I would aspire to. What top tip would you leave for our burgeoning entrepreneurs out there? Okay. So the thing I always did from the beginning is two things. Number one, uh, I gave away my services for free to those that I was trying to attract. And in fact, that's how my team was built as well. People came to me 
gave away their services for free. And that's how we then connected. And eventually they, you know, we did profit sharing after that. So um, it's always to try to connect with someone else. Don't try to do stuff on your own. Mm-hmm. You know, decide what your goals are. Then look somehow, some way. I don't know if uh, Warrior Forum still exists. That's one of the ways I used to connect with people. It does, actually. That's good to know. So uh, look for people that are like-minded, that may be just a little bit above where you are and offer to help them do whatever their goal is on a project that's similar to what you're interested in Mm -hmm. and do it and just do it for free and uh, then establish that rapport, that collaboration. And that's basically how my team was built and how I originally got in in the first place. And it's always a good, you know, business practice in, in my, uh, in my estimation, in fact, I was listening to uh, what's the Napoleon Hill book all the way back from the 1930s. Oh um, my goodness! Uh, make friends and influence people. No, no, it's 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 uh, uh, the the it's the really famous one. I, it's just skipping my mind for just a second, but I'll tell you this: Think and Grow Rich. Think and Grow Rich. He yes. even mentioned that in in that book when I was listening to it recently. I'd never really listened to the whole book. And there were all kinds of things in there that we do, such as mastermind. Mm-hmm. You know, the idea of having a mastermind group was in that book. And that book was written in the freaking 30s. I mean, World War II hadn't even occurred yet. And he was referring to masterminding. So that's another, of course, vital thing to do is to collaborate with others. And that's been going on forever. But he mentioned also those that really put it in their mind. I mean, really had that power of positive thinking to, uh, you know, work for somebody else and not even charge them or, you know, work at a lower role. But make sure that you are always bringing your best and bringing your ideas and then, you know, getting to that next role that you're really searching for. That was, you know, right there in that book. And I thought that was interesting that that is something that I naturally learned without even reading that book. And then when I uh, read it recently, I was just like blown away by all that stuff that goes so far back. Right. Now that makes perfect sense. Yeah, I remember. I remember hearing some of those. You know, it's funny about you mentioned masterminds. I was uh, I was reading the um, the biography of Benjamin Franklin, and he created a mastermind way back uh, way back when, back when he was uh, a big muckety muck. And uh, some some of the things that one of the things that came out of his mastermind was uh, Philadelphia's first fire department. Nice. Yeah, yeah that's interesting. Yeah. yeah, that's really dating back. Yeah, right. All right. Yeah. Well, Todd, I definitely appreciate you coming on and hanging out for a bit. Uh, if anyone wants to learn more about Todd Gross, the things he has on the horizon, things he's got in the hopper right now, where do we want to send them to? <laughs> you know, everybody has a link all the time that's ready. <laughs> it just, you know, one of the best places is on my Facebook. It's uh, uh, Todd Gross video marketing expert. So it's facebook.com forward slash Todd Gross video marketing expert. I will make sure that link is in the show notes so people can click right over there and start checking you out, Todd. Again, man, I definitely appreciate you taking the time to hang out with us tonight. Thanks. Thanks a lot for doing this. All right. There you have it, my dark horse friends and family. 
Todd Gross dropping video and internet marketing bombs on us. What resonated with you? Well, let me give you a couple of things, actually four things here that kind of clicked with me. Thought number one, be ahead of your time. Todd shared his awesome and unique story from scientists and meteorologists uh, to his desire to take the weather onto the internet long before anyone else was trying to do this, which he was able to do, if you remember right, but he was able, really not able to convert that into a good revenue stream. Now, mind you, this was back in the early days and long before social media had even hit the stage. But during this adventure, he noticed something that folks in the internet marketing space were not using video, something he was really good at. And he leveraged that as his exper expertise and as his foot in the door to create a revenue stream. The migration from known to unknown is kind of a natural part of things in your entrepreneurial journey, right? You go from what you know into something you don't know and then apply what you do know, right? So is there, I guess the question I would have you for in, in this is can you prepare to, from that known to the unknown part of your journey? And if so, how? Well, I, I'm going to dive a bit more into this fact and the fact that yes, you can and get into some of the hows in episode 276, ways to prepare yourself for your entrepreneurial journey. Thought number two, stay in your lane. Todd is known for his expertise and his products that focus on his niche, which is video Right? And some quite often uh, graphical content. Now, as you hear, Todd stated that for the most part, that is his lane and he stayed in it. Now he's veered off time and again for those quality products that have entered into his sphere of influence. But overall, his staying in his lane has resulted in his becoming an authority in that niche, right? People come to him for his expertise, his input and his partnership. I think that him staying in that lane has probably resulted in more business coming his way than if he was trying to do like so many others and be, become a, a jack of all trades. Become an expert in your lane, an authority in your niche. Now, I want to share some thoughts and insights on this in episode 277, Ways to Be an Authority in Your Niche. Thought number three, this is a big one, promote cautiously. Todd mentioned this one kind of in passing and then went back and kind of addressed it. So I wanted to make sure it got the attention it deserved. Todd, for the most part, focuses in video in the graphics arena. Now, while he does and has strayed outside this arena, as I mentioned before, he always, always makes sure that whatever it is he is promoting, be it his own product or otherwise, it's top-notch and worthy of being promoted to his list and attaching his name to. Now, think about it for a second. How many times have you taken the word or suggestion of someone that you trusted on a product or a service only to be disappointed by his performance? Hmm? Yeah, raise your hand. I get it. Nod your head. Was your trusted source disappointed too? Uh, that's a key question because if they weren't I would suggest perhaps that they should no longer be a trusted source for such information as they might just be in it for the money only. Now, if uh, 
If, however, uh, they were sincerely disappointed and apologetic, then you both have learned a lesson that can move forward with this new knowledge under your belt to promote cautiously to the betterment of not just yourself and your list, but your reputation as well. Yeah. And thought number four, be quality conscious and time wise. Todd reminds us that the quality of your product or the product you associate you with yourself with does in fact need to meet the standards of quality that you expect it to, that your team expects it to, right? That your list, your prospects and your customers expect it to. Otherwise, you're going to find yourself spending far more time on the back end, rendering customer service and perhaps even returning hard earned revenue to those very customers. All that is going to result in a huge bit of damage to your reputation. And as we mentioned, to your livelihood, right? Yeah. However, you do need to balance this with being time wise. Because let me be honest here. I'm not sure if any product is ever perfect at the time of its release. But if you can get it to your standards and prep your prospects with the gaps that you know are there uh, and then tell them about the, the planned and upcoming updates and upgrades, most often they will understand. And those that do not, well... I don't think they would have been buying your product in the first place because if you're being completely transparent and honest and upfront from the onset and they still doubt you, perhaps they're not really a part of the tribe that you are here to serve. All right. So, man, there's so many lessons and tips in this episode and so many of the other episodes what cool ideas inspiring inspirational ideas or tips or titillating thoughts resonated with you today hmm? whatever they were take some time as soon as possible like right now maybe and write them down because you will forget them right and you what episode was it i heard that on i don't know write them down and then get out there Run your race, get your results, and let me hear about them. That's right. Email me at tracy at darkhorseschooling.com. Share the tips or ideas that you came away with, how you put them into action, and what results you gained from them. Heck, I'll probably even bring you on the show and let you share your story with my audience. Speaking of sharing stories, man, our next week's interview episode guest is going to be Timothy Rantham. Yeah, the gentleman that publishes the Rantham Report. Now, Timothy is a former business executive, management consultant, vice president, and directorship roles for multiple Fortune 100 and Fortune 500 companies, most of which that specialize in manufacturing, technology, finance, education, supply chain service, as well as delivery and call center operations. This man has probably seen it all and continues to this day to render his service to his constituents fearlessly. You're not going to want to miss this episode. This guy's going to be dropping bombs on us. So be sure you come in and check that out. Now, I know you want to keep getting all these valuable tips, inspirational stories from this podcast and the guests I'm lucky enough to bring on. So please, like I mentioned earlier, go on down there, hit that subscribe button while you're there. Leave us a five-star rating. Write us a quick review. Hey, here's what I liked about it. Here's what sucks. 
ask a question. Again, I read every single one of those reviews. And of course, and ultimately, do not keep all this entrepreneurial G-O-L-D all to yourself. Share this podcast with other entrepreneurs and business owners that you know will get value from it. And with that, I'm going to leave you as I always do. Think successfully and take action. Thank you for listening to the Dark Horse Entrepreneur Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Check us out at www.darkhorseschooling.com. All right. My name is Tracy Brinkman.